It's time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. Welcome to another edition of Bump and Run, and this is, uh, I guess, the women's edition. I mean, all of them are women's editions. Women can listen to them all, but this one has a lot of focus on women's events mm-hmm. that are going on. Um, and it is a big week for women. Uh, the big, Augusta- big, 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 massive yeah, week. First of all, uh, hello there, Bump. Hello, Run. How are you? Everything's good. No complaints. I can't complain about anything. It's been a good uh, good couple days here, but busy yep. getting ready for Augusta next week. But That's right. Um, but this week we have the women's major at the ANA, and we have the Augusta National Women's Amateur, the first uh, women's event run hosted by the folks at Augusta National. I, mm-hmm. Interesting, I there's a... You know, the first round is going to go later today as we're taping this, and there was a uh, uh, post by, I guess, a woman who's playing in the in the tournament and um, in Golf Week magazine where they, they, I guess they had a dinner last night, and yep. they're, they're going to allow them to go into the pro shop. They're going to get to pick out two shirts, a top and a hat with the uh, women's amateur logo on it, and then buy whatever right. they want after that, and it's all going to be delivered back to their hotel room where they're staying, I guess, so... Uh, they're being treated pretty well, it seems like. Yeah, and they all, and they each, despite if you don't make the cut, you still get to play a practice round at Augusta on Friday. So um, everybody who's in the field will at least get to play a practice round at Augusta National, which, as we both know, is uh, is fun to do. Yes, it is. So essentially, there are seventy. There were seventy-two women invited, seventy mm-hmm. accepted. Uh, they're going to play the first two rounds at Champions Retreat, just down the street from Augusta. Well, a little further down the street. And then uh, practice round on Friday, and then the final will be the top 30 players who make the cut into uh, uh, the round at Augusta National. One Canadian in the field, Brigitte Thibault. That's right, from Montreal, a Team Canada member. And uh, you spoke to her uh, for an article that's on TSN, uh, tsn.ca right now. It's She's a pretty remarkable story, isn't she? She is. She's only been golfing. This is like her fifth year golfing. She's been golfing for four years. In her second year of playing golf, she decided, why don't I go and try and qualify for the CP Canadian Women's Open? And she made it. <laughs> she, That's crazy. I mean, she's in the field. She's, I mean, she didn't play all that great, but who cares? Mm-hmm. She was. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. After two years of playing golf, yeah. you can qualify for a pro event. That's pretty amazing. 17 years old, and she's in the CP Women's Open. And, uh, boy, she said she used to be a cheerleader, but she kept getting injured because it was a high-impact sport, which right. I guess it is. I didn't realize, too, she was telling me there's uh, you can get a scholarship for cheerleading in the U.S. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, in the U.S., it's massive. Mm. Um we used to show the the cheerleading championships on on TSN at times. Really, um, but all that's it's it's like sports in general in the states. It's all massive, massive, yeah. massive cheerleading, uh, cheer squads, whatever. It's a uh, it's it's pretty remarkable. And and again, like her rise in the women's amateur rankings is pretty crazy as well. Like she's risen. She was like nowhere a couple years ago, and you know she plays at Fresno State. And now she's the top-ranked Canadian, and 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 within I believe she's sixtieth, something like that. She's no, she's one ninety-seven in the world. One ninety-seven. Sorry, and she was sixty-fifth Canadian a couple of years ago, I think, and she's now right. the number one Canadian. That's how she got the invite to come and play uh, from Augusta. And uh, she said, uh, she said when she got the call, it was like shocking. She didn't, she had no clue that it was going to happen. But uh, but it's a pretty amazing story. I talked to her coach Tristan Mullally, and he, the national team coach, and 
he says that she's kind of a raw talent. She's right. uh, because she hasn't been playing that long. Apparently, she's very long off the tee. She's got a good iron game, and she's very athletic, obviously, and that's mm-hmm. really helped her. But sort of around the greens, on the greens, that's where her her game needs to, to tighten up. Yeah, it's still improving too, right? So yeah, you know, four years into your career. There's still a lot of room for growth and a lot of excitement for her. And, you know, if she can manage to make that cut uh, with some of the top women's amateurs in the world here, um, I think that'd be something for her. Yeah, pretty amazing, actually. And, and she's only in her, she just finished up her sophomore year at Fresno, so she's got lots of room to grow. Um, and then, of course, the other story, women's golf, is the ANA. Which is the women's first major of the year, for, formerly and the, the first major of the year yeah, overall. Yeah, the first major of the year, and it's the used to be the Dinah Shore and the Colgate mm-hmm. and Sandra Post won this tournament many moons ago. That's right. I saw a nice picture with Sandra and Elena and Brooke Henderson uh, at the golf course. They were uh, Sandra goes I think every year because I think she's getting well, honored. she gets honored and stuff. She was honored. Her I guess she was thirty years ago. She won right. Is right. that I think thirty? That, that's right. 30. So they her she won 30 years ago, Julie Inkster won 20 years ago and Brittany Linscombe won 10 years ago. Okay. And they all got on they all got uh, robes, special robes for their anniversaries. Oh. As you know because people when you win the ANA, you jump into the pond. Poppy's pond. Um Poppy's pond, that's the uh, the tradition. So they always have robes ready for when uh, when the people come out because they're soaked. <laughs> and uh and so they were all honored uh, yesterday with that. Oh, well, that's pretty yeah. neat. Uh, that, of course, was the first win. Sander was the first uh, LPJ or first Canadian to win a major. That it, this tournament wasn't a major back then, so she won the LPGA championship. But she won it. Uh, she actually won it in '78 and '79, so 40 years ago, right? 40 years ago, yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, here's an interesting topic. So, is the Augusta National Women's Amateur? Overshadowing the ANA. Uh, you can make that argument just because, but on, I believe only because it's its first go around. Um, I think this year maybe it will because there's a lot of focus. Obviously, Augusta has a lot of power with in in this two weeks of the golf calendar. Um, so I think this year, yeah, probably is because there's a lot of focus on. Women being able to play at Augusta National in a competition for the first time. Obviously, their history with women as members has changed, but the history of the club with everything that happened with the, with the rallies and everything again, uh, protesting that they were an all men's club, I think it has. I think absolutely it has this year. Right. But I think going forward, it, it likely won't. I think just because it's an inaugural year, I believe, yes, it is. It's, uh, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's almost like. You know, you're trying to do stuff for women's golf, but by having it on this date, which I guess is the, sort of right. the only date you can have it, is um, I don't know if it hurts women's golf or do you just wrap. Like Mike Wan came out and said, "Well, I think it's great that we're talking about women's golf because a lot of times, even with the women's when, when the ANA was on, yeah, without the Augusta National Women's Amateur, it would kind of get lost in the pre-masters stuff." Um, but I kind of wonder if uh, I, I guess he's taking the holistic view that hey, it's great we're talking about women's golf and it's all right. it's all wonderful. But I'm not I don't know. It seems uh, a little frustrating if I was the LPGA to uh, to have this going on. But I'm sure when, they when, you know when they first announced the date there was that was the chatter right right of why are you having it on this date? It's the first major of the year. But again, Augusta National does what Augusta National wants. And, and there really isn't any other time, right? Like it's all it's all a tie-in of like two weeks 
of Augusta National, right? Or a week and a half. Right. You know, they have the Augusta Women's National Amateur. The Sunday they have the drive, chip, and putt, and then it's and then it's the Masters. So, again, I think I think going forward, you know, it won't overshadow right the ANA. Um, again, you know, amateur golf in the U.S. isn't the most viewed um, event in the U.S. calendar, and I think the LPGA probably gets a few more viewers. Um, and at least they have their Sunday when they crown the winner of the ANA. Yeah. Um, they'll free, only be, free and clear. Right. They'll only be going up against the, uh, the drive, chip, and putt. And right, which, which have, ends, I think there's five, which ends early. I think there's five Canadians, by the way, in that event. And, well, and, you know, one that's – and there's past champions. Um, yes, Vanessa. That have won it. Vanessa. Vocalos. I can't remember her how to pronounce her last name properly. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. I saw her I saw you her tried. up at uh, – I saw her a year ago up at an indoor golf facility here in Toronto. She came in mm-hmm. on her lunch hour from school. Her grandmother brought her in, and she practiced this one putt for an hour. Like, I would be stir-crazy after about five minutes. Right. Up, over, over in, just like this one putt, working on the fundamentals. Maybe that's why she's so good. Right. And she, you know, again, she's won her age division before, and, uh, you know, the only Canadian to win. Yeah. Um, at, at Augusta National. But, yeah, so... <laughs> It's a, it's a big it's a big week for a lot of people. Uh, kind of an interesting week. Last week we had the Dell match play, which was to me eh, kind of fell a little bit flat. I enjoyed the uh, the tournament in Dominican Republic finish there mm-hmm. with Mac Hughes finishing second and Gray McDowell winning, and uh, that was more exciting to me than the match play final. But the incident with Sergio and Cooch, um, where Sergio went in anger after missing a putt and yeah. missed a little tap in before Cooch could give it to him. What are your thoughts on that one? And the awkward well, yeah, video that they had afterwards. That awkward video made it worse. I think they tried to salvage it, but it made it worse. But again, like Sergio, again, Sergio's emotions get to him on the golf course. We've seen it this year, and we've seen it in the past. And again, like he, he goes up and he just hammers at it. Well, and, you know, it's on him. It's on him. Sure it is. What I will say is that if I was Matt Kuchar, I wouldn't have brought the official over. Rules over, yeah. The rules official over. I would have just, you know, he he said he was going to give him the putt. I would have just, you know, Sergio over, Sergio overreacted. I wouldn't have brought the official over. Had the official come over and said something and said, did you give him that putt? And he said something, then I, I don't necessarily have a problem. Then he can say something. But I wouldn't have probably brought him over. However, in the end, you know, we saw it with... The Solheim Cup um, a few years ago. <laughs> he, he wasn't conceded the putt, and Sergio overreacted right away. Yeah, and he did overreact right away. He, so he missed the putt. It's on him, and right. he, he's accepted that. Right. Um, I think, and there was. I kind of found it a little unusual that the uh, the NBC golf crew that was covering it. There was Sergio and Cooch were talking in the fairway, and mm-hmm. they were and they were a little demonstrative. There were hand movements and yep. things. But they sort of insinuated that there was a heated battle going on there, which we don't know if there was or not. And judging by no. that little love in in the cart fest the next day, um, I don't know if there was. They were probably just talking about it. Maybe they just maybe Sergio said, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, I'm sorry." And Cooch said, "Hey, listen, I'll give you the next toll." And Sergio said, "No, no, that's not the way." You know, we don't know what they were right. saying. So right, I, think I know the the whole thing was that people were saying that Cooch should have given him the next toll. Yeah, you can't do that. But you can't do that. No. Like it wasn't the it wasn't a round robin game. No, it was a it was a quarterfinal match. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, 
you know, they're playing for FedEx points and they're playing for big money and, and everything. And you can't just give a guy a hole. In the end, Sergio made the mistake. That's it. Um, I if I again, I if I had to take a Heinz, I wouldn't have called the official over. I would have just probably just let it go. Most guys, most guys probably go. You know, you know. I guess he didn't have time, but they they usually just say take it or make a motion to to take it and then walk off to the next hole. What they normally the do is just finish. What they normally do is just hold their thumb like at a thumbs right. up. You know, they pick it up. Yeah. That's fine. Anyway, it's two guys who who don't need any more attention for getting messed up in controversies. I think most of the deal was between Sergio and John Wood, right? Uh, I think so, but I mean, could you have picked two more guys in worse situations to end up in something like this together? Again, you know, Sergio's got to control himself. Um, I agree. You know, it is. You know, he does this. It's not like this is a a one-time thing that Sergio's done. This is a pattern of behavior that's happened uh, since he was pro. He's an emotional player, and you know, this one, this one bit him. That's right. Uh, okay, uh, just before we go here, uh, let's go back to the uh, ANA and yes. tell me how you think Brooks going to do. I, I honestly think I honestly think Brooks going to do well. Her game, you know, I know she missed the cut uh, at the Kia Classic, but you know her form has been pretty good this year. Um, I don't expect her not to be a factor um, in most majors. <laughs> she really, in her major career, she the only time she actually didn't make the she's only missed one cut, right? In her major career, um, so I think I think Brooke is always a favorite. She's always gonna and she's always gonna be a favorite. Um, so I expect her to do very well. She imagine she's has the ability to rise into the big occasions and stuff, right? I mean, she plays well in yep. big events, generally speaking. Um, but it, that miscut last week was a little uh, a little yeah, unusual. The, the and, second round was uh, yeah, but we, who knows? She, she's been she had that illness earlier in the year and I'm not sure what's going on there but uh, we'll cross our fingers and also for Elena Sharp who's been showing some good signs mm-hmm. as well so we'll see if she can do Only two Canadians there. in the field. Yes, that's right. And uh, uh, you know, it's it, it's tough. Women's golf is tough to win like just like men's golf, right? Cuz the top players usually play well that's right. all the time. That's right. Right? They do. It's not you know, so it's the cream rises in the LPGA is uh, As I've well, always said, so so you got to start packing your bag because we're leaving Sunday for Augusta National. I have to start packing right now. Yes, I am packing right now. Yep. I know. Uh, we'll have uh, TSN. We'll have all sorts of coverage with our big team and uh, lots of people involved. So it should be uh, a good uh, good week for um, watching and following. There's only at this point one Canadian, Mike Weir, in the field, but mm-hmm. a bunch of them at the Valero Texas Open. They need to win to get in. That's the only way you can get in now. But yeah, one shot and. There's 86 players currently in the field, which is, you know, with one spot left to the winner of the Valero Texas Open if they haven't qualified already. And uh, that's one of the lowest we've seen since uh, 97. Yeah. Since Tiger won. So, short days. I guess that means that Tiger's going to win then. (laughs) Okay. I'll give it to him right now. So, there it is. Tiger, (laughs) we're not playing the tournament. Tiger's won. There you go. I'll have the week off just to hang around in Augusta. It's going to be, we're on we're on the air a lot. We are. Uh, our coverage starts at eleven o'clock on Thursday for bonus coverage of Amen Corner fifteen and sixteen and featured groups. Plus, we'll have some analysis and features with uh, Bob and James Duffy and David Hearn and Mark Sakina will be around to look at uh, some aspects of Augusta that uh, that are different than other tournaments. So, perfect. Um, Sounds like a good week. We have a full slate. 
as we see a lot and tons of storylines, you know, with Tiger and we'll tell Rory. You, we'll, we'll spend some time telling you all about our beautiful house that we rented again and some, of the, right. some of the the hijinks that go on behind the scenes. I like and that the, word, hijinks. Hijinks is a hijinks is a great word. Underused, underutilized, underused, very underused <laughs> word. We'll use that uh, in every podcast from here until we stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, and on that note, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll uh, we'll talk to you from uh, next from Augusta National. Take care. All right. Have a good week.